So for this morning, we have a text from the scripture with another amazing story as we learn from the scripture so many good things for our lives. So again, we have some volunteers to help us read the text and get into the atmosphere of that time. So I'll invite my volunteers here in the front. Right, so we have a storyteller. Matthew 27, verse 11 to 26. Jesus before Pilate. Meanwhile, Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so. Jesus replied. When he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate asked him, Don't you hear the testimony they are bringing against you? But Jesus made no reply, not even to a single charge, to the great amazement of the governor. Now it was the governor's custom at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. At that time, they had a well-known prisoner whose name was Jesus Barabbas. So when the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked him, Which one do you want me to release to you, Jesus Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Messiah? For he knew it was out of self-interest that they had handed Jesus over to him. While Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sent him this message. Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? Asked the governor. Barabbas. They answered. What shall I do then with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? Pilate asked. They all answered, crucify him. Why, what crime has he done? Asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder. Crucify him. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood. It is your responsibility. All the people answered, His blood is on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them, but he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. Thank you very much. So, the story of Barabbas, as we, as we read, Barabbas actually means the son of a father. That is to say, a natural man. Jesus, on the other hand, was the son of God the Father. So, according to the Gospels, it was a customary for the Romans to release a Jewish prisoner during the Passover The Roman governor here, Pontius Pilate, tried to use this custom to release Jesus. But as we saw in the the courtyard, the crowd demanded for Barabbas to be released and freed instead. So Barabbas, as we found out from other Gospels, he was a prisoner because of the crimes he committed. He committed a murder. He was a revolutionary. He, was, uh, he started a rebellion against the Romans. But Jesus was very popular among the people as well as um, Barabbas. He says he was a notorious 
men, the scripture says about Barabbas. Jesus was also known uh, in, in that time by the people. As we remember, when he entered the Jerusalem, the crowd shouted, you know, this is our king. They sang um, happily when Jesus entered Jerusalem. So we're asking the question, how is it possible the crowd selected Barabbas instead of Jesus? If we look at the story then, we see that Jesus was arrested in the evening. He was brought to Pilate early in the morning. So his follower perhaps didn't know where he is. And the scripture actually says that the crowd was formed by the religious leaders and people in their, uh, in their areas, their friends, people, you know, servants from their houses. They, they gathered all together. And he says the priest steered the crowd to shout Barabbas instead of Jesus. And Pilate listened to the pressure of the crowd rather than his heart, rather than the advice that God gave him through his wife. He chose the power. He chose his position instead of doing the right thing. It's interesting that all four Gospels are mentioning this event. So in Mark chapter 15, verse 7, we see how well the Gospels are completing each other. We found new um, details about this. So in Mark 15, 7, it says, A man called Barabbas was in prison with the insurrectionists who had committed murder in the uprising. So we find the reason here why Barabbas was in prison. In Luke chapter 23, verse 6 to 7, it says, On hearing this, Pilate asked if the man was a Galilean. When he learned that Jesus was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem at that time. So from here, Luke goes on and says that Pilate and Herod, who were enemies before, they became friends after this event. So we can see here that in history, dark forces, we can call them, they become friends. They're joining each other to fight the good, to fight God. Then in John chapter 11, 28, we find, we find about the religious leaders there. He says, then the Jewish leaders took Jesus from Caiaphas to the palace of the Roman governor. By now it was early morning. And to avoid ceremonial uncleanness, they did not enter the palace because they wanted to be able to eat the Passover. As we remember, a few Sundays ago, we talked about being religious and being in a relationship with God. We see here how funny in this people's life, they call themselves religious leaders and so on. They don't enter closer in, in the court, in, um, in the palace, because of their religions. You, you, I want to be clean, to be able to take the Passover. But they are cold stone when it comes to someone's life, like Jesus. We see some people, people can be so religious, so you know, keen to do the, the things, uh, the rituals and, and the customs, but actually being dead cold when it comes to love, to forgiveness, to being gentle. And we've seen in the crowd there, sometimes in public, people are more attracted to someone who maybe shows that he's powerful, that he can uh, protect them, that he has the power. 
rather than being attracted by mercy, by love. Also, in Acts, Peter mentioned Barabbas as well, but no further detail is provided. So he says in there, The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just and asked for a murderer to be granted to you. That was what Peter uh, was testifying in that sermon. So what do we learn from this story? What can we see in this story? And there are a couple of truths that I want to bring out this morning. First of all, Pilate is facing a decision. Barabbas or Jesus? And Barabbas represents all those away from God. Barabbas represents all those who they took their life in their hands. They lived as they pleased. Barabbas, we can see here, perhaps saying, I don't, I don't care about the consequences. He could commit crime. He could murder, you know, following his ideals, following his goals. He was a rebel. He was a fighter. He was a revolutionary. He had his own agenda. But it comes a day when everything ends. It comes a day in his life when he is caught. And here, in Mark 15, verse 12, Pilate asks this question, What shall I do with Jesus? And this question transcends even today for people, for all of us. What shall I do with Jesus? So we are called to make a decision today, to choose. And actually, look in our lives. Every day, we have decisions to make, don't we? Every day, we are surrounded by decisions. At work, at home, shall I be tough? Shall I be gentle? Shall I flirt a little bit? with a colleague at work, or shall I stay faithful to my wife? Shall I lie on my tax returns, on my documents, or shall I be, or shall I tell the truth? Shall I keep the speed when I drive on a road where there is no one, or shall I rush a bit? Always decisions to make. And I got a fine once, I will, uh, I will testify today, I got a fine by driving on a bus lane which I didn't know. I was in London, coming from a street, and I just, for a few meters, I was on a bus lane. And I didn't even know, but I got a fine at home. And there were lovely pictures with me driving the car. <laughs> I was even smiling. I thought, what? <laughs> Who is that? You know, very shiny face. And, uh, yeah, but how did I get rid of the penalty? I paid the fine. I paid the fine, and I got clean. You see, in moments where when we fail in our sinful nature, someone has to pay because we can't afford to pay. And that was Jesus paying the cost for us. Facing decisions in our lives every day. And Matthew chapter 12 says, very tough if we want, he says, but I tell you that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word that they have spoken. That's a tough statement, isn't it? So who can present 
himself in front of God, the Holy One, as we sang, the Powerful, the Almighty, on his own merits? And I think the answer is no one, as the, as the Gospel says. So let's choose Jesus today, tomorrow and forever. Let's choose him. Let's ask him to clean our hearts through his sacrifice. And I remember in my life, and maybe sometime at some point I will prepare a testimony, but I had to make decisions in my life. And I remember while I was preparing this message. So when I turned to faith back in my country, there wasn't easy times. As you know, so the um, Romanians are 90 so percent Orthodox. So after the revolution, it was that national feeling, you know, you're Romanian, you're Orthodox. So any change like any other religion was seen like heretic, you know. So when I come to faith, reading the scripture, learning what Jesus did for me, when I chose Jesus, you know, I had kind of persecutions. I was bullied. I was mocked. I was threatened. I can lose my place at the state university. I was doing police, uh, police academy at that time. I was a police officer. So people would say, you do that. You can lose your job. Are you ready? And I remember in my prayers with the Lord, I said, Lord, I found you now. So whatever happens, I will never give up on you. And that was my personal conviction, my personal decision. Whatever happens, I will never go back to where I came from, to my lifestyle. And God blessed me, so nothing of that happened. Actually, I finished the university. I got promoted to police inspector and so on. But people around me, I remember, you know, bullying and, and things like that. But being patient, I remember all the time Jesus was with me through all of that. So I'll encourage you, no matter what you're going through, Jesus is always there to lift you up. And, you know, people's impressions will change, as it happened for me in the workplace. You know, people still saw me differently after a while. Um, they used to swear in the office sometimes, say, oh, sorry, Florian. I said, you don't have to say sorry to me. But, you know, people's feelings, when they see you're different, when they see you're following a, a loving God, their impression will change. So we have to make a decision and choose Jesus because he is worth it. He is worth it. He is the pearl hidden in, the, in that story to sell everything, to give our lives to him. So in my life, I remember I felt sorry for those who kind of saying bad things about me. And I had this verse here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2.14. It says, A natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand him. People who don't have the Holy Spirit, they don't understand the work of God in our lives. So Pilate made a decision. He decided to stick with his position, to stick with the people, you know, popularity, being appreciated by people rather than doing the right thing. Second thought for today from this story is that meeting Jesus means freedom for Barabbas. Every time someone meets Jesus, something happens, something changes. And looking again at Barabbas, we don't know much about him. You know, he never speaks a word in the story. 
he's just um, in all the four gospels, his name is mentioned maybe more times than Joseph, um, Jesus' father. His story is, takes about 38 verses in the New Testament. We don't know anything about his family or if he was married or single, nothing at all. We don't know how old he was. So all we can say about Barabbas is in these short sentences, Barabbas was guilty, Jesus was innocent, Barabbas lived, and Jesus died. It's very interesting that this story is in the all four Gospels. Maybe God has something to tell us. He has something to tell us that Barabbas actually is each and every one of us. Barabbas is me. Barabbas is everyone who lived on this earth. So his lifestyle, lifestyle brought him near death penalty. But for him to be free, Jesus had to be condemned. So in our lives, let's think every time we are sort of trapped in our thoughts, every time we feel there is no escape, let's remember Jesus can give us freedom. As it says in John chapter 132, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. But people today are in all sorts of prisons. Barabbas was in a prison cell, but people today are in all sorts of prisons. Prisons of their thoughts, prisons of their anxiety, prisons of their sins, prisons of whatever that may be for each and one of us. But Jesus can give us the freedom that we need. It's only him. We may try for a while to do it ourselves, to get out of where we are, you know, invest some money in some different treatments and so on, but Jesus is the one who can truly save our lives save our mind, and save our soul. Number three, for Barabbas to live, Jesus has to die. So it comes to this, Barabbas must, must die or Jesus must die. We, the sinners, must perish or Christ, Emmanuel, the Immaculate, must die. In Isaiah 53, verse 6, it says, We all, like sheep, have gone astray, each of us has turned our way, and the Lord has laid on him the inequity of us all. So for me and you to live, Jesus had to die. Nothing else. No religion, no money, no promises, nothing else. And again, as a comparison, looking back at the queen's funeral, I thought in my ignorance that the crown will go with her. But actually, when I watched, I saw the crown was taken away. And that reminds us, we can't take anything with us when we leave this world. No possessions, no mansions, no bank account, nothing. Furthermore, listening to the ministers, how they've addressed the queen, they said, God's daughter and our sister, which reminds us in front of death, we're all the same. No matter who we were, no matter our positions, no matter our background, everything apart from our soul will stay here. So Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, chapter, chapter 15, verse 3, reminding us, For what I received, I passed on to you as the first importance, as the first importance that Christ died for our sins 
according to the scriptures. And verse 14 carries on and says, And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. So our first thing to remember every day as a miracle for our lives is that Jesus died in our place. We were Barabbas, and Jesus died in our place. So unlike Barabbas, who the Bible didn't even mention, he turned to say thank you. Let's remember this miracle every day of our lives and be grateful for Jesus. In Acts 4, it says, Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Jesus is the cornerstone of our lives. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. So what then? Let's give it all to Jesus. Let's give our lives every day back to Jesus because he died so we can live. And I'll end this message again. Let's imagine Barabbas' life before meeting Jesus, before being freed. Let's imagine for a second what he must have felt. And I read that, you know, uh, people on death row, they have so negative thoughts in those last moments. So let's imagine Barabbas in his prison cell, alone, isolated, cold, dark, all his thoughts coming and saying, this is it. This is the end for me. This is my last minutes. Where are your dreams, Barabbas? Where are your goals, Barabbas? Where are your ideals? What happened? For Barabbas in those moments, it was the end of it. Imagine the fear. Maybe his heart was small like a flea. He could have probably heard the steps on the prison's corridor. That's it, he thought. They're coming. They're getting me. That's my penalty. That's my punishment. But wait. They brought him out. And instead of him, they took someone else. Imagine the change in his heart. What he must have felt. Free again? Who, me? Barabbas? And off he went. We don't know anything about his life anymore. But imagine those moments. And let's reflect in our life when we feel like alone. Maybe under pressure. Maybe isolated. Dark thoughts. Negative thoughts. In a prison. Remember Jesus is there coming to you to lift you up and give you much more freedom than he gave Barabbas. Freedom from our sins, freedom from our addictions, freedom from our fear, freedom from our anything that can keep us away from God. So let's remember in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 4 and 5 it says, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. Even in our transgressions, when we were dead in our sins, as the scripture says, because of his great love, because of his great mercy, he, Jesus, made us alive in Christ. And I'll end up with this two scriptures to keep in our hearts for this week. 
Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 2, he says, Therefore, to all of us, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked, for, marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And Ephesians chapter 5, 1, 2 says, Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. How amazing are those scriptures for us. So God bless us all to choose Jesus every day. Make that decision every day of our life. And to remember the miracle every day for us to live, Jesus had to die. Amen. Thank you all.